1: Hi, it's Vanessa from the Fighting Stigma Show on Free FM. Are you a Waikato local? Do you have an idea for a radio show? Do you want to try your hand at being a content creator on Free FM? If so, check out our website on freefm.org.nz or find Free FM on Facebook and get in touch. I'm Stuart Finlay. Welcome to the Life Study program on Free FM 89.0. Life Study of the Bible is produced by Living Stream Ministry, Anaheim, California, and brought to you by the Church in Hamilton. These programs are based on the ministry of Witness Lee and his 21-year crowning work, The Life Study of the Bible, which focuses on the enjoyment of Christ as the divine life as revealed in the Bible. Today it's Ron Kangas with Witness Lee with our program in the Life Study of the Gospel of John. The verses are John chapter 12 verses 1-11 to and the title is Life's Issue and Multiplication.
2: Ron, could you give our radio listeners a little introduction to today's pleasant message of a feast in John chapter 12?
3: It surely is a pleasant message on a very pleasant matter. And that is the miniature of the church life portrayed in the first part of John 12, where you have Martha and Lazarus and Mary together with the Lord Jesus, enjoying a kind of feast together. Two or three things are very striking about this. One is the fact that it follows the record of the raising of Lazarus, And since everything in this gospel virtually is a sign, the scene in chapter 12 is also a sign of the genuine and proper church life as an issue of resurrection. The reason this scene is so pleasant and the atmosphere is so fragrant is that everything is the issue of Christ as resurrection. Uh, we make a serious mistake if we think we can have the church life according to the divine revelation by our natural human life. The church life according to God's revelation is possible only in Christ as our resurrection life. And as we'll see as the message is presented, this is most pleasant, most fragrant, most enjoyable, most restful, and most comforting. This is a wonderful portion of the Gospel of John. Let's join Witness Lee.
0: First of all, this book, in chapter 1, gives us an introduction to life and building. Then after this, in chapter 2, this book gives us the principle of life to change death into life, and the purpose of life to build the house of God. Then. From chapter 3, this book gives us nine cases to illustrate how this life can meet every need of the mankind for the fulfilling of God's purpose. And this brings us to the end of chapter 11. And after this, in chapter 12, this book presents us the issue of Christ being live to mankind. The issue is a church produced, a house of feasting for the Lord to rest and to get his satisfaction. This is the issue. In other words, the issue of Christ being live to man is just the church. So, chapter 12 stands alone a conclusion of all the nine cases Christ being life issues in the church it is so clear in chapter 11 the Lord resurrected the dead man Lazarus you know resurrection issues in the church life we all were dead persons The Lord came in to resurrect us. Then we become the church. We Christians all know that one day Mary put the precious ointment upon the Lord Jesus. But not many do know that this is a sign of the proper church life. What is the main aspect? What is the main expression? What is the main characteristic of the church life? That is, we all have to pour out our ointment upon him. The church is likened here as a house filled with the preciousness, the sweetness, the good odor of the ointment, poured out upon the Lord Jesus. I tell you, this should be the main expression of a local church. The first thing you would smell is the loving ointment, poured out upon the Lord Jesus. The proper church life is a life that we all love the Lord Jesus to such an extent. This house of feast, first of all, is outside of religion. This is clear, not in the holy city, Jerusalem, not in the holy temple, in Bethany, in a little cottage. A place for feast, rest, and satisfaction for the Lord and his believers. My, that day, in that house, there was nothing so attractive Hourly, but that little cottage I tell you was filled with feasting, resting, and being satisfied. Not on the Lord Jesus, everybody who was there was feasting, resting, and being satisfied. Look at the church side hourly, nothing so attractive, but inwardly. My goodness, so precious, so sweet, so dear. We all have the sweet sensation that we are with the Lord, and the Lord is with us. He is feasting with us, and we are feasting with Him. And He is resting, and we are resting. Everybody is resting, and everyone is satisfied. This is the virtue of the church life.
2: Ron, we should pause and linger here on this pleasant scene. This miniature church life with the small house filled with the sweet fragrance of the precious ointment and these dear saints resting and feasting and just satisfied to be in the Lord's presence. No doubt this is the kind
3: of church life that we all long for, isn't it? We long for this kind of church life because the Lord himself longs for this kind of church life. There's a desire in God, according to Ephesians 1, to have a corporate expression of Christ for his eternal enjoyment and satisfaction and rest. And God's desire is really the basis of the longing in us, because this longing is really an issue, an expression of the divine life we received through regeneration if we could really open to the Lord and pray to the Lord regarding this matter, I believe many of us will testify that after we were saved and regenerated, we realized that there is a deep longing for fellowship, that is, a longing for the church life, which was planted into us at the time we were regenerated because the life we have which life is Christ himself, is a corporate life. It's a family life. It's a church life. And the longing that we sense is a product of that life. I stress this because we need to distinguish this kind of longing from the natural human craving for solidarity or community or for a utopia. Uh, The longing is not that. This, I repeat, is an expression of God's own longing. Which longing has been communicated to us with the divine life? So sooner or later, prompted by our love for the Lord, we need to kind of come to grips with this longing within us. But the question may be, how far are we willing to follow the Lord in seeking his eternal satisfaction uh, in the proper church life in resurrection. This is a rather full response to your question, but I have to say, I'm full of feeling. I'm full of longing because the divine life within me, just as the divine life in all of our listeners, desires this kind of genuine, fragrant church life in resurrection.
2: Thank you, Ron. Let's rejoin Witness Lee.
0: Altogether, you have ten points concerning the church life. Number one, the church life is produced by the resurrection life. Lazarus was a sign of the church being produced not by man's organization, not by man's wisdom, not by man's work, not by man's doing, not by man's teaching, but by the resurrection life. Number two, composed with the cleansed sinners, represented by Simon the leper. When I was young, I was always thinking that the house where they were in was the home of Lazarus. And eventually I found out it was not the home of Lazarus. It was the house of a leper, healed by the Lord. A leper's house become the meeting place of the church don't you realize that we all were lepers so contaminated full of leprosy but one day hallelujah we got cleansed and our home becomes the meeting place of the church Bethlehem means what the house of the poor the house of affliction. today the same thing the outward people will always look down at the church. Oh, that is poor. That is full of affliction. But inwardly, facing in and with the presence of the Lord. Outwardly, (laughs) people look at the church, that is one thing. That is black. But inwardly, when you've got in that, this is gold and yellow. Amen. It's absolutely different. Praise the Lord. Number five. I like to hear this. Having more sisters than brothers. Every proper church needs to have more sisters. I'm not duty. You look at the situation. Where the sisters are more, that church is stronger. Number six, hallelujah, with different functions. The serving function, represented by mother, don't that mother. You need her to prepare lunch for you. We without mother, how could we live? I just appreciate mother's service. So we have to change our concept. Don't look down at the mother. <laughs> Hallelujah. Then testifying, Lazarus, a good function. And then loving, Mary. We all need to have these three functions. We all have to be a triangle member of the church. You need three corners. One corner is the mother corner. The other corner is Lazarus corner. And the other corner is Mary's corner. You all have to serve. You all have to testify. You all have to love
2: the Lord. Ron, there are a lot of points in this section you might comment on, but I am struck with the contrast between the picture we are presented with here of the church life in Bethany and the outward facade that is so cherished in the religious world. Here are these simple saints meeting in a leper's house, outwardly poor and afflicted, but our religious concept of what the church should be is really different, isn't it?
3: It is strikingly different. It is radically different, which accounts for the proliferation of various religious expressions of so-called church life. On the one hand, in the divine life, there is a longing for the kind of church life portrayed in chapter 12 of John. Oh, that it were so simple that we just follow the longing in the divine life in our spirit. But unfortunately, religious concepts, even our religious nature, inclines us very much in another direction, to appreciate formality, uh, display, hierarchy, any number of things. It's striking that the Lord Jesus, the very God in the flesh, went to a little house... To have his church life while he was there as the very god in the flesh the temple with all of its services the priests and all their regalia was going on and many were attracted to that beautiful scene but god himself was not drawn to that god himself in his son went to a little house to have a small scale church life in a home meeting full of love and service and fragrance in resurrection. We have to consider, which way will we take? The way of the natural religious concept of what the church is supposed to be? Will we take the way of facade? Or will we open up to the way that's intrinsic in the Scriptures? The way we see in miniature in John 12 is to come together, centered on Christ, pouring ourselves out for him, serving him, and testifying that this is the resurrection. We do believe that the Lord today has not changed in his desire and has not changed in his preference for the genuine church life as the expression of his body. So what will we do? We have within us the natural concept, the natural preference, the religious idea. We were born with that and we assimilated that from our environment. We also have something of the divine yearning and we have the scriptures that reveal to us the divine thought. So which way will we take? To me, this is not a theory. This is very much related to my loving the Lord, my being one with Him, and my following Him, and my being willing through His mercy to turn from my natural choice and preference in my religious notions to the way ordained by God and to the way blessed by God and to the way portrayed by God in this precious portion of the Gospel of John. Perhaps you can tell By my fellowship, this is a very dear and intimate section of the Word to me. I'm very fond of it. I treasure it. I delight in it. And I really enjoy the church life presented by it.
2: Let's rejoin Witness Lee.
0: Now, number seven. Sorry. Among the twelve apostles chosen by the Lord Jesus, there was Jude. A Judas there. And this, no doubt, is a spot. A black spot. Throughout the centuries, in the churches, always some black spot. The church, glorious life, is always spotted by some false one. But it is quite comforting that even in the little church, by the Lord Jesus Himself directly there was such a black spot. Eight, persecuted by religion. This is clear. Number nine, being a test and exposing people. The church is always a test. It's always a strong ex- exposing where the people heart is, what is their attitude. Without the church. They could not be exposed. As long as there is a church, everything will come to the surface. The church is a test and exposure to all the hidden souls in the hidden hearts. Number ten, bringing in many believers. Praise the Lord. So it is altogether not too much to say that cause at uh, Bethany was an earlier figure of the church life. Now I tell you, in the church life, not only the church is a test to people, an exposure of people, but even the Lord himself is a test. He is a test to all the people around him. Number one, the chief priests and Pharisees conspired to kill Him. Number two, Simon The labor preparing his house. Different attitude. Number three, mother serving gladly. Number four, Lazarus testifying him. And number five, Mary loving him. And number six, Judas betraying him. Some kidding, some loving, some serving, some betraying the same Jesus, and then many believing in him. And where are you? Are you killing Jesus? Are you serving him? Are you loving him? Are you testifying for him? Where are you? You can never be neutral. you got to be something. The very Christ in his church is a test to everyone around him.
2: Ron, I was really touched by this last point, that the real church life filled with the Lord's presence will test and expose us and what's in our heart. How does this testing take place in our experience?
3: There are a few things uh, I could suggest by no means uh, exhaustive. One is, when you're in the presence of the genuine and the true, almost as a byproduct, anything that's false or hypocritical is exposed. And I would stress this as the main factor that the real thing, the genuine thing, is guileless, it's simple, it's pure. And when something, say represented by Judas in this case, that's corrupt or mixed, or to be blunt phony or hypocritical the contrast is utterly striking this is true but it's somewhat outward on a more experiential and inward way the real church life according to the scriptures is a lampstand shining with seven lamps which signify the seven spirits of god that's a lot of light a lot of very bright Light, And when we come out of darkness or murkiness into a realm of light, spontaneously, uh, what's in our heart is unveiled to us. Furthermore, this kind of church life, if you look at it carefully, is transparent. The ultimate consummation of this church life will be the New Jerusalem, which is a mountain of transparent gold. And it's applied by a river that's bright as crystal. And so the transparency with the purity and the genuineness is almost more than the hypocrisy of our natural life can bear. For this reason, actually, in keeping with the Lord's word in John 3, some won't come to this kind of light. There's almost an instinctual sense that if I come here, I'm going to be exposed. But those who do the truth, the Lord Jesus said, come to the light that their deeds may be manifested as as having been wrought in God. So we have the genuine thing, we have the light, and we have the transparency. And this spontaneously and automatically exposes that in us which doesn't match this. And the result of that exposure eventually is what doesn't match it has to leave. So, on the one hand, this is a very pleasant, fragrant, enjoyable, loving picture in miniature of the church life in resurrection. On the other hand, this church life exposes everything that does not match what our wonderful Christ is. So, on the one hand, in the church life, I enjoy very much I appreciate Christ and all the dear brothers and sisters. On the other hand, the light exposes in me what is not Christ, what needs the cross, what needs God's complete salvation. This is a balanced and complete, even in miniature, picture of the church life that God and his seeking ones is searching for. May the Lord have mercy on us all. That for the satisfaction of the Lord's desire in Himself and of the Lord's desire transfused into us in the divine life, we may find the church life portrayed in John chapter 12. The church life in resurrection. In chapter 12,
1: this gospel reveals the issue of Christ being life to man is the producing of the church. The church. A house of feasting is the place where the Lord can rest and obtain His satisfaction. A church is a place where the Lord can enjoy Himself with His people, and where His people can enjoy being with Him. How wonderful! We're always happy to hear from you and answer any questions you may have. We have copies of the Recovery Version of the New Testament with its accompanying footnotes available. These are free and we'd love to send you a copy. You can call us on Hamilton 853-2620. Once again, 853-2620. Or you can order a free copy from Bibles for New Zealand at bfnz.org.nz. Their phone number is 0800 404080 Join me again next week at the same time, 2.30pm, when we will have the next life study in the book of John. We close with the hymn, I'm in Love, and it's from the CD Divine Romance. listening to Free FM 89.0, a great station supported by New Zealand On Air. We hope you've enjoyed today's life study program. Thank you for joining us.
0: For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This Free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.